Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a very, very special episode of Prospects After Dark. I am your host. I am Kyle Reese. Uh, first and foremost, you know how this goes. We tip our cap to you, the Prospects After Dark faithful, and we say happy one-year anniversary of Prospects After Dark to my Prospects After Dark family. Uh, as you guys know, I view myself as the custodian. Eric B., what's up? Hello, everyone. As you know, I view myself as the custodian of Prospects After Dark. So while we might be celebrating the one year of Prospects After Dark, I would like to say uh, that this is your show. Once again, thank you so much for making Prospects After Dark what it is. Uh, without all of you, we wouldn't be doing this. So uh, we'll get right to it. You know how we do. Uh, we, we're finishing off our Buffalo Trace from earlier in the week when we did our special Paul Goldschmidt acquisition episode. Uh, I raise my glass to the pad faithful. To you, thank you for one year of following me and partaking in this nonsense, and God only knows what the hell is going on on any particular night. Uh, but to my pad people, you keep it real. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I see uh, the Ryan Schulz already putting up the Harper to STL. What I like a lot is that the Cardinals, they, they provided us with this beautiful, shiny, fancy object that is Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, and now, where in past years, I think the fan base might have rested on their laurels. Now we're seeing the fan base react and say, that's not enough. Let's go get more. Uh, we are not distracted. Uh, <laughs> we are not distracted by the shiny object. Cardinals need more. We all know it. No drinking for whoever said it. I think it was Kendra Nicole. Hello, Kendra, to you, if that's the case. Uh, so here's the deal. This is We're going to go over a couple things. First off, Cardinals Gifts just sent out the link for the new merchandise. We have ugly t-shirts. We have I Avocado pad shirts. Uh, we have socks. Get your merchandise. Uh, remember, that goes back into the product, so we make very little off of it. It's all about just providing you guys with stuff. The other thing I want to say is Tara Wellman, the lovely and talented, uh, completely uh, way too talented for anything that I should be involved in, is doing a raffle for beanies. Uh, you can win a Birds on the Black beanie. Uh, Cardinals Gift's going to tweet out the link here in a second. Enter to win your beanie, man. Uh, oh, LaFroyd, 10-year. There we go. Good stuff. Uh, give me Harper or delete the franchise from our good friend uh, intern Matty uh, from the Cam Jansen show. Yeah, you know, I, so again, the thing that's really interesting to me is it's been fun to watch the Cardinals fan base kind of react to that. Uh, I, I love the fact that no one's saying uh, Goldschmidt is enough. Like, granted, uh, what I took out of some of the comments coming out of the press conference it, as they start talking about Dexter Fowler and Wright, I took it more as like, look, we can't unload this guy, uh, so we are all in on him. Do you think the Cardinals are quietly shopping uh, Fowler? I think, I definitely think that they're trying to do everything they can to rid themselves of Dexter Fowler. But like I just mentioned, and I kind of jumped the gun with your your question, uh, my guess is that his market probably isn't any type of robust. They probably would have to unload and then another prospect or something that they're not comfortable doing to get rid of him if they can get rid of him, and that's why they're committing right now. Uh, we'll see how that all goes. Goldschmidt will be a Yankee in 2020, unfortunately. I don't know if he'll be a Yankee. Uh, I don't know if he'll be a Cardinal either. I'll tell you one thing that I'm not particularly, uh, I'm not particularly like into. I don't think I like the idea. And, and Mr. Gould, Derek Gould reported something similar to this or tweeted it out. By the way, Derek Gould is the best. I, I want to raise my glass to Derek Gould, who I, I love and I wish I was half the man. I love that Derek Gould. Mm. But Derek Gould tweeted something out about uh, maybe the Cardinals give 
Paul Goldschmidt a raise this coming year so that they can get him for the next five years at a reasonable price instead of giving him a six year. That's not something I'm in favor of. I'll be honest. I've said it. I want, I want to see what Paul Goldschmidt does as a Cardinal before I'm offering him a contract. Don't jump the gun there. Pat is better than my education. That's a fact. Cheers to, oh, holy shit. So to the new Hall of Famer who once wore the birds on the bat, uh, also wore Cubs, whatever the hell they wear, uh, to Lee Smith. To Lee Smith, who I've actually am fortunate enough to say I uh, I ate New England clam chowder with uh, at Mass- on Massachusetts Bay uh, when I was 18 years old, uh, 16, something like that. The Cardinals were doing interleague uh, with the Red Sox. I went to Fenway. I went to Yankee Stadium. To the bleacher bums and to Lee Smith, uh, who I ate clam chowder with. Uh, let's see. John Jay or Daniel Descalso. Now for me. Uh, I'm not really into either of them. I, look, if Daniel Descalso ends up being the left-handed bat off the bench, I'm fine with that. That's cool stuff. Like, I, look, I'm not going to get mad about Daniel Descalso. I, I, he's just a really good guy with ties to the organization. Everything's going really well. Like, I'm cool with that. I, I don't want John Jay either. The Cardinals already have a surplus of outfielders, and I love John Jay. I love both of them. Uh, but, like, for me, we've talked about it this way, right? Like, I would rather have the Cardinals get Jed Lowry at, or as Drupal Cabrera rather than Daniel Descalso or Yanger Vesolarte. I just don't know how realistic that is because of the numbers that Cabrera and Lowry have put up. I would think that they would get a more permanent role than just, you know, 60 starts a year, 250, 300 at-bats. Uh, but if it ends up being Daniel Descalso, I can deal with it. Thoughts on a one-year for Cargo? Again, my thought is until the outfield situation clears itself up, uh, you run with Jose Martinez, Tyler O'Neill, and Dexter Fowler unless you can get Bryce Harper. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez, please and thank you from Aaron Beck. I'm a big Marwin Gonzalez fan, but again, with Carpenter going to third base and Goldschmidt at first, and I know that he's a super utility player, but without un, like declogging that log jam in right field, he doesn't really have a spot. Thoughts on Harold Baines getting into the Hall of Fame? I have no feelings at all. I, I don't have a strong feeling about what Harold Baines' career looked like. Uh, in my mind, never in a million years, just as a cursory fan of of Major League Baseball. I never would have thought someone like Harold Baines would make it into the the, the Hall of Fame, but you got to keep in mind that uh, I'm not the type of person to really get worked up about what happens with or without the Hall of Fame, uh, what does or doesn't happen with the Hall of Fame, rather. Uh, That's just not my bag, baby. Uh, That's your bag, and feel free to continue to kind of get into it a little bit. Uh, uh, Yeah, that's all I got. Is there any backup catcher besides Pena the cards would look at? You know, I would think Gary Bennett and Eric Fryer, maybe Tony Pena, uh, maybe Cody Stanley, maybe Travis Tartamella. Uh, the truth is, I don't think, look, the Cardinals will pencil Yadier Molina in for 130 starts a year, 20, 120 to 135 starts a year. So I would think that they would look into Francisco Pena, uh, but I don't, I would not expect much in the way of an upgrade. I've seen people say like a Chrissy Anetta type. I don't know if Chrissy Anetta is even a free agent. Uh, maybe try to upgrade that position. It just doesn't necessarily seem like the kind of thing for me. Uh, let's see, Bartolo Colon for, oh my god, uh, Minmo cards, Bartolo Colon for backup catcher, you know that I'm on board with that. Uh, Pena makes Greg Garcia look like Babe Ruth. Well, Greg Garcia had a 442-foot home run in Coors Field, so let's, uh, Jose Lobatone, there you go, Graham, I think you mentioned him in the group chat. Best signing of the offseason will be Jeff Albert, I would agree. Uh, even after that surgery, (laughs) oh yeah, I forgot Ed Easley, I forgot Ed Easley, um, Bullpen must be fixed next from Fairfield Brad. That would, I, look, I would imagine that that is the next step that the Cardinals take. I don't know necessarily, uh, again, look, my next step is still continuing to pursue Bryce Harper, right? 
I, I don't want that to not be the next step. I want them to continue down that path. But you're right. Look, they're going to, I would imagine in the next four days, they acquire a left-handed pitching, uh, a left-handed bullpen option. That's going to happen. Uh, go ahead and bank it. If it's going to be Miller, is it going to be Britain? Is it going to be a trade? Is it going to be a one year of Oliver Perez or Tony Sip? I don't know. Uh, you know how I feel. I don't want them to overpay for Britain or Miller. I think both avenues are kind of dangerous. Uh, Miller at times last year showed that maybe he was over the knee and the shoulder issue. His velocity went back up, but then it didn't maintain. Uh, I like Britain better, but I don't really have a reason why. I would rather have the Cardinals trade for, again, Mesa, Smith, Watson. Uh, or, yeah, that, like that, I'd rather have it be that than anything else. Uh, J-Mart for left-handed, question mark, question mark, question mark. So that was uh, the other report that came out today, or this, uh, this week, right? Mr. Derek Gould mentioned that... The Cardinals have talked to the Rays about Jose Martinez and that they are looking to maybe use Jose Martinez to fill their left-handed deficiencies, both as a utility player off the bench or as a uh, a relief pitcher. I would think that uh, – well, I don't uh, – the other thing I want to say, too, as I take off my birds on the bad beanie, which you can win. You can win the black one. I've got the black one here. Look at this thing. It's beautiful. You can win this. Just uh, uh, go to Birds on the Black and gifts tweeted out the link. Do that. Uh, yeah, so, you know – I don't even remember what I was talking about. I'm an idiot. I'm so dumb. Uh, how could the Cardinals be willing to take on 10 years of Stanton? Look, there are a lot of inconsistencies. Oh, uh, so anyways, if we're reporting what it will be, I have no feel for Jose Martinez's value. None at all. I view him as a 30-year-old who's gone, or gone, undergone two serious knee procedures, who does hit very well, but somebody called him elite, and he's not an elite hitter. He's a very, very good, like, top 50 hitter. Again, for, for me, elite is a hitter that you have to have in the lineup. And I don't view Jose Martinez as that. Like, he's a great hitter that is very complimentary to the lineup. But he's not, like, elite in my book. Again, WRC was, Plus was incredible. He put up a great slash line. He has great pop. He's not a slugger, in my opinion, but he has great pop. Uh, but with it can't play defense either. So, to me, I have no feel for what his value is. You know, I've seen some people saying some crazy things about, uh, you know... I've seen people get aggressive about what they think Jose Martinez might fetch. I don't think it'd be a lot. Uh, but, again, I... I would hope that it's more than I imagine. Uh, thank God you're not selling J-Mart, LOL. Well, you know, this is, it's easy to sell him. Mike Kelly from MLB.com did it. He called him a slugger and an elite hitter, and you could market him that way. I just, I don't, I have my concerns. If I'm another executive from another team, I'm not buying into all that because I'm seeing all the red flags. Uh, what drink today? I missed it. We're at Buffalo Trace tonight. Uh, we were drinking Buffalo Trace. This is what we had when the Cardinals acquired Paul Goldschmidt earlier in the week. And that's what we're going after now. Every team has three guys like J. Martin, AAA, with no position to play. Now, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I don't think there are a lot of hitters uh, that are as test... Uh, that's not the right way to put it. I think there's a lot... Uh, here, let me put it this way. I think organizations wish that they had three hitters ready to be that kind of hitter as J. Mart. But J. Mart is a legitimately good hitter. He's the kind of guy who you can hit two through five and, and be really comfortable with that. Uh, but his defense makes it so that you can't necessarily use him every day. You have to be smart with matchups. And he had that thing that happened in uh, September and uh, the end of August that made him look really bad where he just would not come through in the clutch. J-Mart is a good player. He has value. It's just, if you're talking about four years of Taylor Rogers, I don't think it's that much value. You know, you're talking about one year of Tony Watson, I would think, but I, there's not a match with San Francisco necessarily. Uh, it's just, it's a weird thing. The, the Tampa Bay Rays have a thousand pitchers that are accomplished and good and interesting, and I would think that there would be a match there. I know uh, Wendell, uh, as, as a uh, utility player, has been interesting. There are plenty of guys on the free agent market. I, these next four days are going to be super interesting. I have no feel for what's going to happen at all. 
Uh, thoughts on cards all in on 2019? Free agent Goldie, Ozuna, Michaelis, and Waka. So this is how I view it. In that group, the Cardinals didn't have Goldie last year, right? Uh, Miles Michaelis was a top 10 side finisher, right? And then you had Michael Waka, who was only there for half of the year, and Marcelo Zuna, who underperformed. So I do get the sentiment about them being all in. But I would argue that aside from losing Miles Michaelis, who we will find out if he's going to repeat uh, how well he did, we'll find out about that. Um, aside from losing him, like the team in 2020 isn't that much different than the team that we had last year in 2018 that went and won 88 games. So yes, I think that there is an emphasis on this coming year to win, but I don't think the roster in general is going to be that much different than what we saw. And they should have financial flexibility, and we'll see if they flex that muscle. That's the big question. Now, uh, Nick Hundley or AJ Ellis can be a good backup. So AJ Ellis is like the one wild card to me in all this. Like he's a clubhouse guy, blah blah blah. But again, like. The Cardinals don't have a need for that. In my opinion, the Cardinals are just going to find whoever's cheapest with the most talent uh, that they can pay like a league minimum to. And that's why someone like Francisco Pena makes the most sense. Uh, is relief pitching the goal for a J-Mart trade or would you be okay with a return of Keen Wong? So J-Mart for Keen Wong is not a trade I would make. I would Tampa Bay would have to incorporate more. Keen Wong had a great year last year, but look, Keen Wong is not – like I wouldn't put him at short. I would not feel comfortable with him at third necessarily. Uh, again, second base like his his brother. He's a better left. Uh, he's a better fielder on the left side. He can play a little outfield, I believe. Uh, but like, I want more than Keen Wong for J-Mart. Uh, if the Cardinals sign Bartolo to a minors deal, I'll buy the jersey. Yeah, same here. You guys know I'm all in on Bartolo Colon. I want him. How funny would it be? Like, there's nothing I want more than Bartolo Colon to play for the St. Louis Cardinals and then play every position except for catcher or even catcher. Who cares? Uh, oh, hey, Odge is here. Hello, Odge to you. Welcome to our little thing. All right. Uh, over, under on Waka's innings, I'll take the under of 100. I'll say over. Uh, I'll say that part of the reason the Cardinals, I'm guessing here, part of the reason the Cardinals were a little bit more cautious with him, other than that he didn't recover, obviously, is that they knew that they would need him this year. Uh, I'll say over. Uh, would you rather trade for bullpen or sign free agent for bullpen? Signing bullpen scares me. Kyle, I love you. From Jake Hassan, I love you, too. I would – look, it just depends on who it is. Like, if you get one year of Tony Sip or one year of Oliver Perez, I'm cool with that. Uh, I don't want them to go above and beyond uh, for Zach Britton and Andrew Miller. And as a matter of fact, as it's been reported by Mr. Derek Gould, uh, where the Cardinals have a ninth-inning spot to offer them, to entice them to come to St. Louis, that smells a lot like the Greg Holland thing to me all over again. You know, there were question marks. And Greg Holland had a terrible August and a great September in 2017 uh, – Andrew Miller and Zach Britton don't have that necessarily, but they have concerns and red flags. I would not hand it to them. I'd rather have one year of Sip or Perez, and I'd rather have the Cardinals trade for one of the names that I keep bringing up, including Tim Meza from Toronto, who I'm all on board for. Can Tyler O'Neill properly develop if he is the fourth outfielder this year from Sam Wobold? That's an interesting question. It's all about at-bats, right? If Tyler O'Neill can manage to get 450 at-bats, then I think we're good. Maybe 400 on the low end. Uh, we'll see how it all goes. Remember, the Cardinals are saying and being public about understanding that Tyler O'Neill is the backup center fielder on this particular Cardinals team. Uh, we'll see how it all adjusts. But that means he's going to get extra bats. And depending on what happens with J-Mart, and I still think if J-Mart ends up being on the same roster come opening day as Tyler O'Neill, he's going to get more at bats in the corner outfield than O'Neill will, and that'll present a problem. Uh, but I think by moving J-Mart, it gives you an opportunity to get 400 at bats for Tyler O'Neill if you do it right. Uh, and that will not hamper 
Uh, we won't be as impressed as we potentially could be if he gets 500 bats. Don't forget that. And I still think that the first couple of years of Tyler O'Neill batting regularly, he's a league average hitter. Uh, again, he'll have huge case. Uh, he, his walk numbers will probably underwhelm you. And his power numbers, you might think, oh, this is a 40 home run guy who's only hitting 20, 24 home runs. What's going on? But I think when he gets two, three years down the road, then you're talking about a guy who's going to be like Chris Davis. Kyle, uh, why are we probably, uh, why are we probably keeping Jerko with Munoz and Wisdom, not counting the other infielders they get? I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Look, I, I think that right now there isn't a whole lot of talk about Jerko because the obvious choice, uh, to trade is Jose Martinez. They're, they're probably feeling that market out. We'll see where it goes, but uh, we using the term probably, we'll probably keep, or we, we will probably move, I don't have a feel for that at all. Look, the Cardinals have excess now. They have redundancy excess created because they've acquired Paul Goldschmidt uh, with Jerko or Munoz and Jmart. And they, if they're going to get a left-handed utility player, they have to move one of those guys, uh, and they would do themselves well to move both of them, depending on the market. I'd like to give cheers to Kyle for doing pad. Fuck me. Uh, not cards related, but per se. But do you think the White Sox still value Yon Moncada like a top asset? They absolutely do. Remember, uh, he's cheap, and he had a weird year where he struck out a bunch, but he also showed signs of being an elite, like not an elite hitter. I just got done saying J-Mark's not an elite hitter, and now I'm going to try to tell you Yon Moncada is. I'm a fucking moron. Pardon my language. I'm going to try to cut that stuff out a little bit. Uh, I probably won't, though. Uh... But he's he had like he showed signs of being a really good hitter at points last year. We'll see. But yeah, I would assume like he's not the kind of player one way or the other that the White Sox would move at this stage in their their rebuild. Anyone move a Goldie jersey to the top of their Xmas wish list? Uh, father is shit. Yet we are forced to start him because of his pay from Quest One Cardinal. I'm not going to say Dexter Fowler shit. I will say Dexter Fowler had a really shitty 2018 year. When he was healthy in 2017, he was pretty good. If you get 27 per team, 17 production in 2019 out of Dexter Fowler, then that's a really valuable two-hitter in front of Ozuna and Goldschmidt and DeYoung and Yachty. The question is, who are we going to get? And yes, his contract forces him to probably be, unless things get weird with Bryce Harper, uh, probably be the opening day right fielder. But at least they have Tyler O'Neill as a backup. Uh, and hopefully Mr. Schilt will realize that and have a, a quick hook on him, uh, but only time will tell. Already ordered my powder blue authentic Goldschmidt. How about instead of ordering your Cardinals attire, you go back and you buy your prospects after dark stuff? Uh, that stuff is way, way swiftier. Father can't be worse, so what the hell? He really cannot. I guess the only way he could be worse is if he was Chris Davis. For some reason, I got a feeling Card's going to get Harper. Yeah, that's hope, brother, and I hope you're right, too. Rams fank punt for first down. Don't care at all. Uh, Hennessy's Cabrera's role in 2019, I would imagine he's one of the first pitchers called upon, whether it be a relief uh, issue or need. Uh, he and Ryan Helsley, whether it be a relief hit, uh, issue or starting issue. But remember, if the Cardinals come up buckus for uh, uh, a left-handed relief pitcher, Genesis Cabrera will have a chance to break camp with the Major League team. What is the plan for Leone and Gregerson? Well, you know, oh, uh, what the shit is Swifty? It's from uh, 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 Rick and Morty. Um, you got, and you should watch it, Odge. It's crazy. Greatest show, greatest cartoon in the whole world. Uh, the role for Gregerson, I think, is still up for debate. I think if the Cardinals continue to add and they have to make a spot on their 40 man, that Luke Gregerson would be the casualty before Brett Cecil. Uh, again, the Cardinals still have two more years of Brett Cecil, and they're usually more inclined to hold on to those two years to see if they can get production out of them than they are of a, a one singular year. And, you know, Brett Cecil's knuckle curveball can be devastating when it's on. Don't have much hope that it will be on. Hasn't really showed us that it will be on. We'll see where that all goes. Uh, but Dominic Leone, look, there were times in September when he came back from that nerve issue 
where he looked pretty damn good. And I would think that Dominic Leone has a chance to be a very, very important right-handed relief pitcher uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals in, in 2019. Uh, DFA Cecil from the Blind Homer, our good friend the Blind Homer. Again, one step at a time. Let's see what the Cardinals can do with their roster. If they can't add a left-handed relief pitcher, then you run Cecil and see what happens. Will Gallegos get a chance? Uh, Giovanni Gallegos. I would think that he gets a chance to break with camp. He's an interesting right-handed reliever. Thoughts on Max Fried? Freed, rather. So those of you who don't know, Max Freed is the former high school teammate of Jack Flaherty and Lucas Giolito. Uh, I like him a lot. I don't understand why the Braves would make him expendable. I would think that he's exactly what the Braves would want, and I would think that they would try to view, like, try to groom him for a, uh, a similar role to Josh Hader. I don't think he's as talented as Josh Hader, but I just don't think, like, I like him a lot. Let me, let me rephrase that. Let me answer the question. I like him a lot. I think he can be nasty. Uh, he's already gone through shoulder oper, or uh, an arm operation, rather. I like Freed a lot, uh, and I don't envision a situation in which Atlanta would trade him. Uh, let's see. Uh, I love Pat and I love our youth pitching depth from the Farmer Vala to the Farmer Vala. We raise our glass. It's sad to see old Nicole Kidman movies and see how hot she was. Uh, the password is Vadagio? What's the, does the new hitting coach help the, does the new hitting coach help the Cardinals? Yeah, the new, Jeff Albert is going to, look, you talk to anyone in the industry, you see any uh, uh, comments about Jeff Albert, there might not be a more like highly thought of apprentice assistant hitting coach in all of baseball. At least that's the impression that I get. Uh, I would think that that's a big, big get for the St. Louis Cardinals. It seems like he and Mike Schilt already have developed from that great article by Bernie Nicholas at The Athletic. It seems like he and Mike Schilt have already started to develop a, a friendship, uh, a working relationship. I think that's a positive. But we'll see. You know, uh, he's, he's lauded for his uh, – hold on. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, he's he's given credit for his advanced approach to incorporating new analytics and uh, creative ways to get hitters hitting and also not striking out, focusing on contact. I'm a big fan of Jeff Albert. I'm anxious to see what happened. Do you actually think the song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, is offensive? So I I tried singing that a little while ago, and it didn't work. Uh, but what can I do? Smithy, uh, Smith, A.G. Conrad. Theo says Schwarber is untouchable. How? Uh, your guess is good as mine. What do you expect from the Harper Cardinals meeting this week? I don't expect very much. Uh, I can't help but think that this Harper thing is going to drag on. Look, I keep going back and forth. You guys know where I stand. I, initially, initially, I kept saying Harper won't get resolved until the end of January. And then as the free agent market has heated up, I've kind of adjusted it and said by Christmas time, I think he signs. Uh, I don't know what to expect. Jed Jerkov or Yangervis Solarte, who do you choose? Like, I'm taking Jerko 99 out of 100 times. But if a team needed a left-handed a left-handed bat against right-handers, I might go Solarte. Uh, the fact we're meeting is a positive sign, in my opinion. Yeah, but the other thing that came out of that is that the the Boris Harper uh, uh, contingency uh, contingent is willing to meet with anyone. So I do think it's a positive sign. Uh, the Cardinals proved last year with the whole stand thing that they'll they're willing to meet anyone who's they might have a chance of getting. Uh, they've also met with, the, you know, a couple years back, and then last year, too, they met with the people for Dexter Fowler. Uh, so take that for what it is. We'll see what happens. I want to punch Nightingale in the face. A lot of people do. I'm going to stay out of that. What does a good trade involving Jerko look like to you? <sighs> yeah, how about this? Uh, for me, a good trade is something similar to what the Cardinals got for Grichik or Piscotty. Like, a good trade is what they got for P Piscotty. 
uh, a bad trade or a more realistic trade or a low expectation trade, rather, is what they got for Grichik. Uh, outside of defense, I'm not a huge DeYoung truther. I like Paul DeYoung. Look, you're, you, I don't know exactly what it said, but I like Paul DeYoung a lot. What's your thoughts on Willie McGee's nostrils? They're pretty massive, right? I love Willie McGee's nostrils. I'd like to stick my tongue inside of them. Uh, okay, uh, what B. Zalowski said, outside of defense, I'm not a huge DeYoung truther. Hoping Jeff Albert can bring him to another level. So to me, Paul DeYoung's game is all about power. And I, I do think that Jeff Albert, and the thing about, the other thing about Paul DeYoung that we all know is he's brilliant. He's a smart guy, uh, science, advanced, like he wants to learn as much as he can. So I would think that he would embrace whatever Jeff Albert is going to teach. Uh, but, I don't want him to compromise that for power. Like, I'm fine with him hitting 240, getting on base 310, 320, uh, as long as he's hitting near 30 home runs. That's what that lineup needs in that spot, that 5-6 spot. Uh, worst trade I can remember recently is a fam one. Uh, on the surface yet, but let's see what Genesis Cabrera can do. Seems like based off of his press conference and interviews, Goldie is going to be a fan favorite here. Yeah, because he doesn't have personality, just like most of the Midwest. Bottom line being... Uh, if I owned the Cardinals, we'd be the shit. I agree, Odge. Uh, does Harper down number? No, Harper didn't have down numbers. Harper had a down batting average, and people invest too much into that. Uh, why do we have to deal with Jerko? Why do we have to deal Jerko? Isn't that a team-friendly contract for a guy we can plug in the infield? So the thing about moving Jerko, they don't have to move Jerko, and it might benefit them in the long run to not move Jerko. But when you're talking about having to pay $8 million for Jed Jerko and also having Gyro Munoz there, it would make sense to market Jerko and see what you can get for that to maybe plug a left-handed uh, a relief option or left-handed utility player uh, and then run Jerko in the role or uh, Gyro in the role that you ran Jerko in last year. What I'm saying more than anything is that Jerko is expendable now with Carpenter going to third and Goldschmidt playing uh, first base. That's that's more what I'm saying than anything. They don't have to move Jerko. It might be in their best interest to not. But with Gyro there, it. It makes Jerko expendable, and because he makes more money uh, and doesn't have necessarily, like, the contact rate and adjustment that Gyro has, it might make more sense to move him. Uh, Gomber is greater than Wayno for the fifth spot. You know how I feel. I think that they're, oh, God. I'm rooting for Adam Wainwright. If we get the Adam Wainwright of September, then... I'm cool with it. I'm just going to say that. I don't want to beat on Adam Wainwright. I love Austin Gomber. I think he's very, very good. I think John Gant is in that conversation, too. I think we all look over John Gant, and I don't think he, John Gant is great. I'm not saying that. Uh, but as a fifth a, you know, a fifth starter option, John Gant, Austin Gomber, the Cardinals have options. Daniel Ponce de Leon, will you field any Pokemon questions? You know, Silver Blackjack, I don't know anything about Pokemon. Uh... Uh, my, my, uh, I don't know anything about Pokemon. Make Wayno the closer from Drake Man. The thing about that is the whole velocity issue, which I used to not buy into, but now I buy into. Muno's defense scares me from, uh, JN Pierce 17. Me too. What I would like to see, and this is something I've been vocal about, uh, as someone who watches nearly every minor league game he can get his hands on for the St. Louis Cardinals, when Gyro plays third base every day, he looks like a good, he looks like an average potentially he looks like an average third baseman like you wouldn't get so excited about him but he does exactly what you would hope he would do uh so there you know there's that i would like for him to get more regular playing time at third base i just that's not going to happen this year not unless Matt Carpenter gets hurt right or uh, Paul Goldschmidt gets hurt I, I worry about his defense, too. People say that he might be a corner outfielder. I don't see that. I think he takes terrible routes. I think he gets terrible reads. I think he made a couple great catches. 
basically to save himself. From the incredibly talented Tara Wellman, uh, Kevin Wheeler suggested the other day that the Cardinals have 12, uh, 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 it looked like legislative candidates. I don't think that's what it was. Uh, cards have 12 legit starter candidates. Uh, you know, I said, I said 10, but that's because I'm not necessarily on the Alex Reyes bandwagon. And because I want him to be at the back end of the bullpen next year when he is healthy and comes back around. But you have your five starters. You have Seamart, Jack Flaherty, Cy Michaelis, Adam Wainwright, and Michael Waka. And then you have Austin Gomber, John Gant, uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon, Alex Reyes. Uh, if you want to, if you want to include Alex Reyes, Luke Weaver was just traded, so he doesn't count. Ryan Helsley, Genesis Cabrera, uh, Dakota Hudson. Yeah, I think you could argue that they have 10 to 12, uh, starter candidates. But none of the, so here's the thing is, aside from your top three starting pitchers of Jack Flaherty, Cy Michaelis, and Carlos Martinez, uh, you don't have like high end. Helsley could be high end. Dakota Hudson could be high end. Genesis Cabrera, I believe, will be high end. Uh, but you don't necessarily have that. What I will say real fast, uh, as we get away from this, to Mr. Jason Hicks, who has become a part of our program this evening. Mr. Jason Hicks is the godfather of Prospects After Dark. His lovely and talented wife, Jennifer Hicks, is the queen of Prospects After Dark. Uh, and the amazing son, uh, uh, Jordan Hicks, is the, the prince of Prospects After Dark. So to, as we celebrate our one-year anniversary of Prospects After Dark, we raise our glass to the Hicks family. To you, family, we love you! Now, Perilli says he thinks Walker could be high-end with a healthy year. I do think that that's a possibility, and that's really what I'm hoping for, Barilli. But, man, that, that, you know, that qualifier there with a healthy year... When was the last time we saw one of those on a Michael Waka? You know what I mean? And even like the healthy year, it ebbed and flowed so hard that it, it, it's hard to really get a feel for what Michael Waka is. Uh, I'm hoping for it. Look, I love Michael Waka. I was so excited when the Cardinals drafted Michael Waka. I had watched him uh, pitch in college, and I loved him, and I liked him, and I, I was so excited about that. And then I watched him in the minor leagues, and I thought, this guy's legitimately good. It's just that, that's, that scalpula issue that he has and, and all that stuff, like... I hope he puts it together. I hope he gets himself a beautiful, big payday after this coming year, whether it be with the Cardinals or another team. Uh, I'm rooting for Michael Walker this coming year because, as STL Cup of Joe will tell you, uh, he's a very, very good pitcher with very, very good stuff. And when he's throwing that curveball relatively frequently, if he can get it in 20% of the time, 15% of the time, everyone's in good shape. From James Rhodes, 50, would you cover Kipnis' 114 if it got you Bauer or Kluber? Uh, I would, but again, that gets to the, like, the next part of that conversation. What does it cost you? If it costs you Carlos Martinez in an incapacity, no. Jack Flaherty, no. Uh, it just depends on what comes with that. But fundamentally, yes, I would. We are gonna need the Memphis pitching pipeline again this year. So, uh, this is the very, a very, very important thing that I think that we miss as we talk about the Cardinals pitching depth. It's something that I talk about a lot of prospects after dark. Last year, the Cardinals needed 12 pitchers. Uh, between the bullpen and the starting that were starters at some point over the last year to supplement their pitching staff this year. Uh, again, all those names that we mentioned when we were going over the starting pitching options. They just lost Luke Weaver. They have Genesis Cabrera, Connor Jones, Ryan Helsley ready to go. I would, I would argue that the Cardinals need to be smart about continuing to, to 
trade some of that starting pitching depth. They needed all of those pitchers last year. They're going to need all of their pitchers and more this coming year. Does Memphis still have the clap? No, no, St. Louis has the clap now. St. Louis is, uh, the clap is spreading through St. Louis with the fury of Sherman through Atlanta. Uh, it is, uh, no, now they have the former, Dan, is it, it's, uh, uh, Johnson from the Durham Bulls is a new Memphis coach. Uh, preach about pitching. Preach, baby! Uh, let's see. Thoughts on UC Kaikuchi. Uh, so this is my thoughts about, uh, about Mr. Kaikuchi, Japanese pitcher who was just posted. Uh, I think that Kaikuchi, if used in the Andrew Miller type role, would be lights out, maybe even potentially better than Andrew Miller was. As a starting pitcher, I view him as vulnerable against righties. Uh, he, it, he's nasty. He's filthy. He's going to strike out people. Uh, I just, I worry about his sustainability against righties a second time through a lineup. Uh, not even a third time. Not even yet. I, I, the, what, I keep, what I keep saying about Kaikuchi is to me he's Kenta Maeda, right? A very, very serviceable third through fifth starting pitcher throughout the season who you would be better off having in the bullpen for a postseason run. I'm back, beer in hand, from the Ryan Show. Ryan, what you drinking? Uh, I don't know why I have the gut feeling that Reyes will never get healthy again because he hasn't been healthy since he made his major league debut. And the issue, well, so the other thing that's important with Alex Reyes to remember about Alex Reyes is the surgery that he had. Uh, the only other person to ever really come back from that and perform somewhat okay was uh, the lovely and talented Jake Peavy. And he was only a shell of what he was prior to undergoing the surgery that Alex Reyes went through. So, to have high hopes about Alex Reyes coming back and being the Alex Reyes that we saw in 2016 pitching lights out out of the bullpen, we need to temper those expectations. Uh, myself included, someone who has pumped him as a potential closing candidate for the St. Louis Cardinals. It's valid to have those concerns about Alex Reyes. Gotta get to bed, y'all. Hey, Travis. To you, Travis. Thank you for being here. B. Zalowski, great question here. Top three exciting prospects not named Gorman and why you pump uh, and why you pump about him. I gotta. Oh my God, we're doing it. Oh my God, we're doing it. Oh my God, we're doing it. God, we're doing it. Uh, uh, uh. Shirts off, babies. Shirts off. It's getting high here. All right. So, uh, top three exciting prospects for me. Uh, Ryan Helsley. Look, I love Ryan Helsley. Uh, Ryan Helsley went on the DL June 10th of last year. At Memphis, he throws four pitches he has command control of. They all can be nasty. Cutter, fastball, changeup, curve. They're all nasty. He's so exciting, and he's so fun to watch, and he's he's dynamic. He's super dynamic. That's number one. Uh, whether it be as a starter or the bullpen, we're all going to love Ryan Helsley. Number two, Genesis Cabrera. You talk about dynamic and flashy and all of those things. Like, Genesis Cabrera is this... No one realizes how good this hit, this guy is. And when you see like the national, uh, the national prospect ranking services kind of down on him, I firmly believe Tommy Edmond, not really. I, that has to be not really. Uh, I firmly believe it's because they've never really watched him. When you watch this guy, he's, he's almost like a breathtaking talent. Uh, will it stick? He has that same, look, so people complain about Carlos Martinez, uh, not being interested or blah, blah, blah when he pitches. That's not the case. I firmly believe it's that when he doesn't have it, he's frustrated, and that's how he's showing his frustration. Genesis Cabrera does that too. Uh, he's young, he's advanced faster than minor leagues. Give him a chance to get his, 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 get that feet wet, boy. Uh, and then number three, 
Uh, you know, look, I love Dylan Carlson. I'm, I'm pulling for Dylan Carlson. I can't wait to see what his 2019 looks, looks like. I love Lane Thomas. Uh, Randy Rosarena is just so much fun to watch. Uh, but for me, it's a Larry's Montero. That bat is something special. And again, I don't know what kind of power it's going to have. To me, it's in-game 20 home run, like in-season 20 to 25 home run power. But if he unlocks his body, then you're talking about uh, 40 home run power potentially. The answer is Dylan, damn it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, why couldn't Edmund be the left left utility guy? So that's, I'm glad you're bringing that up, really. You know, we joke around because he's your prospect and everything. Uh, but I would like the option come September or August or July for that to be Tommy Edmund's role. I don't want the Cardinals to hamstring themselves by signing one of these utility players, whether it be Daniel Descalso or whoever, uh, aside from as Dribble Cabrera or Jed Lowry, if they manage to get like a one-year deal there or a two-year deal there. Uh, I don't want them to hamstring themselves from having Tommy Edmond, who is a switch hitter who can play three infield positions, as an option going going down the stretch. Remember, in 2011, uh, the Cardinals benefited from having Daniel Descalso, who came up and made an impact. Uh, they would... Benefit themselves well to have Tommy Edmond as that option. I hear Kisner. So, that, you know, I blow over Andrew Kisner. Look, I love Andrew Kisner. He would be number four on that list for me. Uh, look, I don't know what's going to happen with him as a catcher. I, I was very, very pointed at saying that I think when it comes down to Andrew Kisner, his best bet to make it to the major leagues is as a first baseman or a third baseman. But now he doesn't have Carson Kelly blocking him. As Carson Kelly was traded for Paul Goldschmidt to Arizona, he doesn't necessarily have Carson Kelly blocking him. What he has blocking him now is Yadier Molina and however many years he's going to continue to play. Because you know, unless things get really weird with this health, Yadier's going to play more than two years, maybe even three years, maybe even four. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about five years with Yadier Molina. Think about that. Uh, playing until he's 40, catching, playing amazing. How long did Ivan... Uh, Ivan Rodriguez play. How long did Pudge play? Because I'd be willing to bet that Yadi's going to play just that long. Yadi's going to do whatever it takes to guarantee himself a Hall of Fame spot. And while we all know that Yadi's a Hall of Famer, uh, I don't think everyone does. So I think Yadi will do everything he possibly can to ensure himself a spot in the Hall of Fame. But yes, Andrew Kisner would be number four on that list, hands down. Watching Andrew Kisner hit is a damn pleasure. Even when Andrew Kisner is not on, he's good. And that's the kind of shit you look for at the minor league level. Who is your 2020 left fielder, Thomas or Carlson? I still think 2020, you might be a little early on Carlson, so I'll say Tyler O'Neill. Uh, who's your way too early pick to win the Central? Uh, I'll say Chicago. Uh, no, I'll say uh, Milwaukee Brewers. If Ozuna bounces back with a better year, do the Cardinals re-sign him? I think if the Cardinals have their option, even with the bounce back year from Ozuna, they'd re-sign Goldschmidt and let Ozuna walk to get the pick. Uh, get me some socks from Birch Bush. Yeah, there we go. So again, uh, Cardinals gets here in a minute, is going to retweet out the link, the beautiful, 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 wonderful, beautiful, beautiful link uh, to the Prospect After Dark store at Teespring. Get yourself some socks. Get yourself an ugly sweater. Get yourself a, an I avocado patch shirt. Is there a Cardinal not named Yachty that will be a Hall of Famer? No, no. You know, Adam Wainwright will be a Cardinal Hall of Famer. Uh, no, no. More than likely, like... I wouldn't even think Paul Goldschmidt has a chance. Uh, let's see. What does... Oh, God, we're, we're behind. Look, you guys have been bringing the hard stuff. Uh, Klutz fan said, we need to trade for a starter so we don't have to worry about Gomber or Gant in the fifth starter spot. We're not even there yet. Like the, At this point, Gomber and Gant are your fallback to uh, Adam Wainwright or... Yeah, or Adam Wainwright at that point. But I agree. Look, I don't think it's a bad idea for the Cardinals to bring in a swingman. 
the way that they were planning on bringing in Bud Norris last year, right? Like, that was a plan with Norris. They didn't guarantee him a spot in the relief core. They didn't guarantee him a spot in the rotation. But they brought him in and stretched him out and hoped for the best. He got hurt in spring training and it never manifested. I think there's something to that, Klutz fan. Uh, and then what does a Trevor Bauer trade package look like from Sam32 Wolbold? Uh, I would go ahead and get that out of your head, right? I don't believe that there's any world... It, any place in any world where the Cardinals would trade for somebody with the personality of Trevor Bauer. Do you expect Walker to get a qualifying offer? Look, if he pitches an entire season like he spent half of a season last year, then yes, I would. If O'Neill doesn't move the needle in the K rate in 2019, he is traded in the 2019 offseason, depending on what happens with Marcelo Zuna. And again, if say he strikes out 30% of the time, but he hits 45 home runs and 450 at-bats, they're not going to move him. Talk about Gorman so I can get to sleep. Uh, I'm not going to... You can't fall asleep talking about a... 18-year-old boy? That's weird. But I'm going to do it anyways. He fucking sexy. He got that sexy swing, boy. He just puts the barrel on the bat and hits the ball hard. Uh, what's with the personality issue? Never quite got what uh, was up. It's not a personality issue with Trevor Bauer. He's just outspoken. He's he's combative on social media. Uh, that's not something the Cardinals get involved in. They usually try to stay away from anybody with a personality, and you don't need to look further than hockey player Paul Goldschmidt uh, to, to see that. Is O'Neal better than uh, agriculture right now? Uh, look, with the steel tariffs, I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, Bauer is just weird. He's a weird dude, right? Uh, has there been any Tyson Ross talk? That's a good point from uh, uh, from Sam Wobold. I haven't heard anything about Tyson Ross, and I would like, uh, that's a great point, right? As I just brought up the role that the Cardinals were planning on using Bud Norris in, I would hope that the Cardinals, if he's accessible, could use Tyson Ross in that role. Tyson Ross would be another great pickup to bring back uh, if they could. Is O'Neill better than Grichik? I believe so. I believe he has a higher power ceiling. The strikeout rate is always going to be there, but I also believe his walk ceiling is higher than what he's exhibited at the major league level so far. Uh, Kyle's lisp is way too natural. I don't know what that means. Uh, perfect swing, gay. Uh, after the campaign ends. Uh, Ross reminds me of Nicasio. Yeah, they're two different hit, they're two different pitchers with two different builds that kind of do two different things. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I do think that both have the potential to be pretty damn effective. Uh, he was fantastic after they signed him in July. He was very, very, very damn important, uh, uh, for the Cardinals down the stretch. Uh, let me do some of this real fast. Let me copy. Oh, you sons of bitches. You sons of bitches. Oh, hey, hey, uh, uh, that, uh, that, uh, um, Cards Gifts. That link that you just sent out is for the, uh, the shirt designer. It's not for the actual link to the merch. Uh, Kyle quit, uh, beating the drum on Wainwright at 61. He couldn't get me out. I'm not, look, I, I hope it doesn't come across that way. I'm just being realistic about it. I, Adam Wainwright's a fifth starter on this Cardinals, this Cardinals rotation. Uh, it doesn't matter what I believe or what you believe or what we think. That's just the facts. We'll see how it evolves in season. You would hope that the Cardinals have a quick hook if he looks like he did in 2018. Uh, but we'll see. Martinez, Flaherty, Waka, Michaelis, and anyone but Wayno, please. I don't feel that way. Look, if you get the September version of Adam Wainwright in 2019, then that's a pretty valuable fifth starter. By the way, did you ever play? I can't remember that being asked before. I played baseball, yeah. Uh, let's see. Will Luke and Baker make the big leagues? I do believe that Luke and Baker will make the big leagues. In what capacity? I don't know. Uh, in what year? I'm not going to be able to help you out. If, uh, if everything goes according to plan with his development, you're talking about two years from now, 2021, maybe 2022, but probably 2021, 22. Uh, and I do think he has the potential to be an everyday first baseman, but probably for a short time period because he's probably just a DH. Is Bader overhyped? I'm probably not the one to talk to about that. Pedialyte. 
Uh, I do think he's a little overhyped. I do. I, let me rephrase that. I don't think he's overhyped, right? Because his hype is built in because of his hustle. And his hustle is not overhyped, right? His speed is not overhyped. His arm is not overhyped. But I think penciling him in as the everyday center fielder and saying that their Cardinals are sure that he's going to be the everyday center fielder, it feels a lot like Peter Borges to me when the Cardinals traded for Peter Borges and said this guy is in a dynamic, elite center fielder uh, who's going to steal 40 bases and to give the Cardinals something that he's never had. I love Harrison Bader. I think he will. He I think he can repeat in 2019 for what he did in 2018. But we have to wait and see. I'm glad that Tyler O'Neill's here. I just wish the Cardinals. I wish. I hope Tyler O'Neill continues to make strides in center field. I find it a bit sad that every and uh, their mother is speaking like. Uh, uh, let's see. Bader is making a great case for himself for an extension soon. Again, if there's one player that I had to pick going into spring training that would get an extension to be Harrison Bader. Uh, tell me, Wayno is one of our best options for the rotation. If you lie. You'll be me. You'll buy me a drink. I look. I never said anything about Adam Wainwright being one of the best uh, options for the rotation. I'm very, very pointed as saying that Adam Wainwright is a part of the rotation, whether we like it or not. Uh, if you're asking me, who I'm going to spring, uh, who I'm going to the regular season with, if everyone stays healthy, is my fifth starter. I'm going Ryan Helsley, but that's just me. I'm one. I'm the only person who will feel that way. Uh, I would jump Gant, I would jump Gomber, uh, and then Gomber would be my number six starter. And then Gant would be my number seven, and Wayno would probably be my number eight, but I would have Wayno pitching out of the bullpen. Uh, that's no slight on Adam Wainwright. I love Adam Wainwright. I don't mean that to come across as negative. A higher ceiling, Bader or O'Neill? Oh, O'Neill, higher ceiling. It's not even close. Like, Tyler O'Neill has a potential to be, uh, you know, Justin Smoke, Mark Trumbo, uh, uh, Chris Davis. Like, that's like more than that. He Chris Chris Davis K H R I S Davis, like that. I don't believe that Harrison Bader has that type of ceiling, like that type of offensive impact, that type of. And again, uh, Chris K H R I S Davis is a terrible fielder. Uh, I don't think Tyler O'Neill will ever be as bad as K David K Chris Davis is, uh, but I do think that there's. Um, I I don't think it's like. Two worlds. Harrison Bader will do everything he can to max out. He's already come close to maxing out his talents. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Sell high on Bader. The thing is, I don't trust. I don't trust Tyler O'Neill every day in center field. Uh, give me a year of Wayno Sunday night baseball versus the Dodgers. Yeah, that would be incredible. Thanks for Davis clarification. Yeah, sorry the blind homer. Uh, 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 yeah, K Russ Davis. Do you expect O'Neill to get enough reps in? I hope so. Again. The, the goal for me, if I'm Mike Schilt, if I'm the St. Louis Cardinals, is to get Tyler O'Neill 400 and 500 at-bats. Uh, and if you're not getting him 400 to 500 at-bats, then that means that Dexter Fowler has performed exactly how you hoped he would. Helsley, as a starting pitcher, must happen. He's been a starting pitcher throughout the minors. He has the repertoire and the command to do it. Uh, now you just hope that his arm, his shoulder is healthy. Uh, Keith Olbermann should replace Danny Mack. That's a terrible, terrible, terrible I'm on Danny Mack's side every day of the week. Is, is uh, Ryan Helsing making an MLB debut in 2019? As long as that shoulder fatigue issue doesn't crop up, yes. Uh, if you sign Harper, how do you do that? Uh, again, I'm not operating underneath any assumption that the Cardinals are going to sign Bryce Harper at this point. I just want Wayno to have one last year of magic, which is exactly what we were saying this time last year. Will we cut ties with Cecil and eat the rest of his deal? Again, I think even if the Cardinals bring on another left-handed relief pitcher, I still don't think they cut Cecil. I think more than likely they go into next year and see what they can get out of Cecil in the second or last year of his contract. But we'll see. I hope that they are smart about it. Uh, Danny Mack in, is St. Louis. I love Danny Mack. How about a midsummer trade for Arenado? So, 
the, the two names that I would keep a close eye on and the two team records that I would keep a close eye on, I would hope that both now, again, this is different with Goldschmidt at first. Uh, but keep an eye on the Angels. You would hope that they're bad and maybe Simmons becomes available. And keep an eye on the Rockies and hope that they're bad and Arenado becomes available. This is what I know. At least what I think. I don't know. Look, I don't know a goddamn thing. I need to keep my mouth shut about that. But here's what I think is I think that if Nolan Arenado became available, I think the Cardinals would go all in. I guarantee O'Neill isn't right before season ends. Hopefully he can do it as early as spring training. Uh, again, I, I don't want to say – here's the thing. Like you say, hopefully he can do it as early as spring training – what we should all be hoping is that if the roster stays as currently constructed, we get the 2017 version of Dexter Fowler. That's the best thing for the lineup with his on-base percentage and hitting second in front of Ozuna and Goldschmidt. That's what we all need to hope for. Uh, but if, if Fowler's bad, then yes, I hope that come August, the coaching staff and the front office realizes that Dexter Fowler might be a sunken cost and are willing to give Ozuna or uh, O'Neill the starts. How many beanies are you guys giving away? So, oh, son of a bitch! Oh, God, I completely forgot about this. Yeah. So uh, we are giving away Prospect After Dark Beanies. We are going to give away five of them. Uh, we'll, we'll adjust that number. We might go five, six, or seven. But right now, we're planning on giving away five of them. If you order anything from the new Prospects After Dark uh, store from Teespring, whether it be the socks or the ugly sweater or the avocado sweater, and you DM me, you DM Cards Gifts, or you post it on Twitter, uh, we'll, we'll enter you in for a chance to win one of those beanie caps. Uh, they're smooth, they're beautiful, they're wonderful, uh, they're purple, they say prospects after dark, uh, and uh, that's that's how we roll, family. They're, look, Jay Ferg, they're beautiful, man. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I don't know if Gifts sent out the picture uh, of what the uh, the beanie looks like. Of course, I don't have it because I'm an asshole. Uh, but they're they're incredible. They're absolutely incredible. Uh, again, so this is a little. What happened in the Rule Five this week? The Rule Five. Uh, what happens in the Rule Five? Look, I don't know. The Rule Five is a completely different beast. You roll the dice. I would think that Junior Fernandez and and Max Schrock are both selected. We'll see. Uh, keep an eye on Brian Dobzanski. That could be a really interesting thing. Uh, but one step at a time. Let's see what what happens. Uh, hi Kyle, how are you? From Rakobaya, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. I apologize. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Jokes on you. I'm buying one. There we go. There we go. Uh, hold on. I'm I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Go back here and then here and then. Oh my God! I'm messing this up. I'm messing it up. Uh, uh, go right here and then you do the retweet thing. Uh, I got banned for three minutes for joking about Olbermann. What the fuck? I don't know what it was. Uh, did I tell you about the app that my team and I? Oh, I remember you. Yeah, dude, you got to get out of here. Uh, my name is Raul. Uh, hello, Raul. Yeah, you told us about it a couple months back, but we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of Prospects After Dark, so we appreciate you coming on in. Uh, what free agents are better than Genesis Cabrera? So if you're talking about track record, then yes, Andrew Miller, Zach Britton, Oliver Perez, Tony Sipp, they all have a better track record. Uh, but if you're getting someone on a, just ordered my socks, expect it to be any. Yeah, there we go. To the person ordering this, the socks are awesome. Uh, so what I was going to say a little second ago, uh, look, I think Genesis, Genesis Cabrera has a higher ceiling than what you might be able to get out of the free agent market for the next three years. Uh, but I still would like for the Cardinals to get Oliver Perez or Tony Sipp for one year and then... Uh, that would be my that would be my priority. I wouldn't do Britain. I wouldn't do Miller. That scares me. I would trade for a left-handed relief option. Uh, what I want to talk about with the design real fast. Um, this is a collaboration between Cardinals Gifts and I. I. I feel comfortable saying he and I kind of put our brains together and came up with the design for all this stuff. The I avocado pad something is something that I've been wanting to do forever. Uh, Cards Gift realized it and made it beautiful. The design for the ugly sweatshirt and the socks. That's the socks are pretty much all gifts, but he took from the ugly sweatshirt that he and I put together. Uh, that I could not have asked for anything more from that. So to cards, gifts as always. 
I have never been to the winter meetings from C Dunn uh, 93. I have not. Uh, uh, Jace Fry, damn it, from the Blind Homer. Yeah, I like Jace Fry a lot, but Blind Homer, I gotta tell you, your love for Jace Fry makes me wonder if you were actually Jace Fry. Uh, let's see. We had fun collaborating. Always my pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, Gifts is the best. That is 100% accurate. Uh, Gorman errors this year. Something to worry about from Brendan Weiler. Uh, potentially first base in the bigs. He's potentially a first baseman in the bigs. He's potentially a corner outfielder in the bigs. But it's nothing to worry about. Remember that with both the collegiate players, with, let me rephrase this. With anyone who's drafted, Whatever happens when they become an amateur at the, or a professional at the MILB level, that first year that they are drafted, you kind of just throw away. Like, you'll get helium, you'll get deflation, uh, ignore what happens. This is what you need to take into account with Nolan Gorman. It's not every day you get an 18 year old who finds their way to Peoria. And that's a fast league for a kid who was just in the tournament circuit playing against other 18 year olds. So yes, it's something to worry about, but you only worry about it so much as you, th like, thinking logically about it. And if you think about an 18-year-old playing at a full-season level where players like Alaris Montero were playing just months before, it really puts it into context that, look, he's never seen balls hit that hard, that fast, with that much English at him ever. Uh, nothing I'm worried about now. He has plenty of time. But, of course, if it doesn't get better, then, yeah, you worry. Uh, whoa, did the audio change for anyone else? Have you seen any Kyler Murray baseball hype? Everyone loves that uh, loves that guy. I don't know very much about him. I haven't paid any attention. What do you think a player does about a home when they get traded somewhere for a year from Bezalowski? So I think it's different with every situation. Like I know that when the minor leaguers, when they get promoted to a level, they, they kind of just sub in with uh, whoever got promoted, whoever they're following. Some of those guys have family, friends. I think with somebody like Paul Goldschmidt, who's making $15.5 million. It was fourteen point five, but the Cardinals picked up like that $1 million trade option that he had or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, I think more than likely he's probably renting a condo somewhere. Need something to watch until the card season comes. Any Netflix suggestions? Uh, I wouldn't, I would recommend that you watch Pornhub and, uh, YouPorn until you go to bed. Talk about Bryce, damn it. Uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about Bryce Harper. Look, you guys know how I feel. There, there's two things I want to say about Bryce Harper, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but this is what, like, this is where my mind is at with Bryce Harper. I still think the Cardinals should pursue him. I think they're nuts if they don't. I also think there's a whole line of bullshit coming from the Cardinals camp about this whole 10 to 7 year thing, like, or t not wanting to give him 10 years. Look, they're willing, if they're willing and internally discussing giving Paul Goldschmidt 5 years, that puts him to age 36, which is the 10 years of Bryce Harper. Uh, and then also, they were willing to give a 28 year old Giancarlo Stanton, Giancarlo Stanton, they were willing to pay 10 years of his contract to bring him on board. Uh, so if you're asking me, like, I have a problem with that, I would understand that ideally they would only want to give him seven or eight or six or five years. Like, I get that. Uh, but if that is the hiccup, the amount of years, then that is a poor excuse to not continue to pursue the incredibly talented and wonderful and better than I am for sure, um, Bryce Harper. Look, I, uh, Bryce Harper changes this lineup. We were talking about it in the group chat. I don't believe necessarily. I, look, let me, let me rephrase this. It could be argued that even with the addition of Paul Goldschmidt, that the Cardinals still don't have a lineup that is as good as Milwaukee or Chicago. Their work isn't done, and adding a left-handed utility bat isn't going to make their lineup so so much better that you're going to say, "Oh, now it's better than those lineups." Uh, they added this great piece. And to add a piece like Paul Goldschmidt and to still have this question there, whether it's an accurate, an accurate right or wrong, uh, is still, it, it just goes to show you that there's still work to be done. 
Uh, Hayward was a longer deal. Look, we're not gonna, the whole Jason Hayward thing is a whole thing, right? They gave Hayward more money. The Cubs gave Hayward more money up front, uh, those first couple years. It's a whole thing. But don't invest so much into the Jason Hayward thing. Like, however much the Cardinals offered him, however much he took from the Cubs, it seems like, like there are too many variables that change who took more to go to where. You know what I mean? Goldie gets you closer. Harper gets you equal or better. That's it. That's it exactly. Did Wong hit better the second half of the season? He absolutely did until that knee affected, continued to hurt and that affected his hip and then his, his ability to hit kind of fell off the, the, his ability to hit kind of went off the rails. Uh, the better way to approach Goldie is to rework 2018 as part of a five year deal. I hate that idea. Look, you have him for $15.5 million this coming year. You let this year go. You see what he does for you before you give him an extension. I, I don't want them to jump the gun on the extension for Gold, Goldschmidt. I like, look, this is what I would want. I want to see who does better between old Ozuna and Goldschmidt. I don't want the Cardinals to be reactionary. If you trade for Goldschmidt and you give him a, a pay raise for this coming year, which doesn't make any sense at all, in order to get him for five more years instead of having to pay a six-year on the back end, don't do that. You don't give him any more money. Part of the appeal of bringing him in is the 14.5 or the what is 15.5 when you pay the pay him the $1 million, uh, for coming via trade. Don't get super excited about this. I hate that. I hate the idea of giving him extra money this year and then giving him money on top of that so you don't have to give him a six-year. Like, let's see what happens this season. Stop being reactionary. It's such a bad look. Uh, let's see. We'll go here. Uh, so let's see. What prospect do you think improves the most in the Cardinals organization next year? Uh, look, I will say that I think from a... Uh, uh, um, like a standpoint of national surrounding. I think Evan Kruczynski starts getting a lot more play than he's gotten. I think Dylan Carlson improves uh, the most. I think Scott Hurst ends up incorporating a little bit of power. I think we'll be surprised by that. But, you know, you guys know how I feel. I think there's a chance that by the end of the year you're talking about Dylan Carlson being a top 150, top 200 prospect in baseball. Uh, has my bio, uh, let's see, uh, long sleeve T-shirts and socks ordered. Boom! Eric B. That's what I'm talking about. From Victoria Dryden, I'm going to backtrack for a minute. If we spring for Arenado in the summer, what happens to Carpenter? That's a really good point. Uh, I would think that it would all depend on what's going on with Colton Wong. I do think the Cardinals would be aggressive if Colton Wong isn't hitting about moving Matt Carpenter to second. Uh, I also think that there's always a chance that they try to bury him in left field if Marcelo's, Marcelo Ozuna isn't hitting. But I guess what I'm trying to say more than anything is if Nolan Arenado becomes available then you get aggressive. You figure it out. Uh, the Cardinals love a, a Nolan Arenado. Everyone, you don't, you don't have to read too far into the comments from every media type, locally or nationally. The Cardinals are in on their, Nolan Arenado. John Gann improves the lineup. Uh, yeah, that's right, with his two home runs and two at-bats and then not doing anything after that. Uh, DeYoung and Wong, hey Hex, what's up? Uh, DeYoung and Wong have to be one of the best middle infield combos in the majors. Entering the year, yeah. But what did we learn from last offseason, right? When we started talking about the Cardinals with Ozuna and Pham and Fowler having potentially the best outfield, one of the best outfields in baseball, let's wait until we get in the season and see how it develops. But on paper, as we enter the coming year, I would agree, I would agree completely. Uh, let's see. Eric B says, Gould hinted that, uh, if that all happens, they have no problem with Carpenter in the outfield corner. There you go. Uh, MLB Trades, hey, what's up? Uh, thank you, Kyle. My pleasure, Victoria. Keep bringing them in. Cards Gifts is supplementing it here, and I'm trying to keep an eye on it, but, you know, I'm so dumb. Just so, so dumb. Absolutely dumb. Uh, is getting Descalso realistic? Yeah. Uh, does he really improve us significantly? 
So what I would say to that is uh, any talk of improving a team significantly when you're talking about adding a left-handed utility player who might get 300 or 350 and 400 at-bats if everything goes wrong, then no, there's no such thing as like improving significantly when you're talking about adding a left-handed bat utility player. Uh, that's the difference between good, a bad Greg Garcia and a good Greg Garcia, right? Uh, but I do think he makes uh, it'll make the team better and give the team more depth. Uh, Carp should have been traded in July when his value was at an all-time high. His value was not at an all-time high in July. Uh, all you have to do is go back a couple years back when he was still hitting 20-plus home runs uh, and had a high average and was playing a solid defense. Uh, it wasn't at an all-time high. Uh, I would argue that the Cardinals would have benefited in July from fielding calls on him, but look, let's not let's not all trash on, on Matt Carpenter. That doesn't make any sense to me. I love Matt Carpenter. He's a very valuable asset to this lineup, and he will continue to be valuable as we continue to move on. Your avocado working well tonight? That's right. I'm exhausted. Uh, what happened if Carp starts? Uh, well, uh, we'll fist fight the commenter uh, who have trashed Fam Wong and Fowler. Yeah, me too. Uh, I prefer, let's see. Uh, oh, we're flying now. Uh, Miller, two for 22 million is good. Too much, for, uh, 222. Man, like that's the most, right? I would. Here's what I think about Andrew Miller. I think if you wait out the offseason, I think there's a chance that Andrew Miller you can get for one year $14 million like you got Greg Holland. That's just my own personal belief. I'm probably overthinking it, but that's like that's where I'm at. With, with the shoulder issue and the knee issue and the diminished velocity and living in the middle of the plate, uh, I would not jump the gun on Miller or Britton. I would get creative to fill that need uh, externally. Carp, best post pool holes bird. Between Carp and uh, 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 Matt Holliday. Kyle, your arm has been identified as better than Carpenter's. How the hell can we play it at third? Look, you know that's a big issue for me. I'm not really too pleased about Carpenter shifting to third. It makes the lineup better. And people keep talking about the defense being better. Yes, first base defense will be better. Anytime that Jose Martinez is not at first base is a positive. Uh, but it definitely compromises what's going on on the left side of the infield. Kyle should sing, taking requests. Yeah, give me your request. Uh, Goldie will be able to field Carp's throws easy. I wouldn't say easy. Uh, yeah, but Kyle's a lefty. I am a lefty, but I can still throw from uh, third. If the Cardinals get Britton or Miller, there's no way Shreve and Cecil are both on the roster, right? Yeah, so that becomes the interesting thing. That would be something that I would imagine would get sorted out in spring training. Uh, do you think we will be in play for the Indians pitchers? I do not believe, look, I do not believe that the Cardinals will be in play for Trevor Bauer. I think he'd be a really hot commodity that the Cardinals would not outbid for, and I also think that his personality does not fit in with the boring standard that the Cardinals like. Uh, and I would think that yes, if Corey Kluber is, is cheap, that they would go in for him. Uh, any minor leaguers getting released in your mind like pitchers that got suspended last spring? Ha <laughs> Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think that there's a chance. I'm not going to get into, get into details about that, but I think there's a chance. Carpenter will be a gold glove third baseman. To hoping and praying and wishing that Carpenter is a gold glove third baseman. And also, it's a gold glove. No one cares. Uh, Carp played a solid third base this year. He will be fine. If you're looking at the defensive, me the defensive metrics, Matt Carpenter did. Uh, but he does not have a good throwing arm. It's below average because it's compromised because of a structural issue. Uh, and he has terrible range. He made all the plays that he needed to make, but he's not going to make anything that you need him to make. Uh, so, you know, look, 
don't be surprised if there's one player that you look at next year whose defensive metrics have taken a big tumble if it's Matt Carpenter. That's one of those that the eye test will tell you all you need to know. And again, I love the fact that he gets all the plays. But if you want him to make an extra out, he's not going to make an extra out. That's my concern. I would rather have the extra out at third base than the extra out at first base. Uh, does Alex Reyes pitch more or less than 10 games this year? I'll say more out of the bullpen. He'll pitch 25. Where will Greg Garcia go? To San Diego, where he's living in the sun in one of the most beautiful cities in America. Uh, any, let's see, the likelihood of the Cardinals trading Tyler O'Neill from Christian Rabbit to our good friend Christian, uh, our, our English friend Christian, uh, we raise our glass, take a drink. I'll say 50%. I, well, I'll say 25% now that they know that he's gonna need, to, he might be needed to fill in at center field. Uh, from Putty Chains, can't wait until Carpet Third causes him some sort of back problem. And again, he does have back problems. He has back problems, he has shoulder problems. And as somebody who's had back surgery, as somebody who's had shoulder surgery, I gotta tell you, life is rough. Uh, this carp slander is saddening from Hex. Yeah, look, I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to beat up on carp. I'm just being realistic. Like, what's carp's best position for this particular team? It's first base. He'll go to third base. He'll probably be okay. He'll get all the, everything hit right to him. He'll make some good plays. Uh, but trying to get more out of carp is not something that you're going to get. Like, you're not going to get Jed Jerko in 2017 out of Matt Carpenter. And Matt Carpenter is a degrading value. And again, I'm not trying to beat up on Matt Carpenter. I do believe Matt Carpenter will do everything he can to be as good of a third baseman as he's capable of being. And I like that Matt Carpenter goes into the season for the first time in years knowing what position he's going to play and what position he's going to play every day. Again, I'm going to raise my glass to Matt Carpenter uh, because what I, what I want to say about Matt Carpenter is – that dude has been jockeyed around, right? First base, third base, second base, first base, second base, third base, first base, second base, left field when he first started. And he's never bitched and whined. He's gone wherever the Cardinals needed him, needed him to. And now he'll enter the season as a third baseman where maybe he can strengthen that arm and get it better or get it healthy uh, to Matt Carpenter. Do I make good guacamole or is it cannibalism? Well, it's cannibalism, but I love the way it tastes, baby. I'm the heart king. Uh, does your forehead hurt yet, Kyle? It hurts, baby. It hurts. It hurts so much. By the way, where's my song recommendation? Uh, does Shilp continue with the eight-man pen? It's something that I am in favor for, and yes, I do. Sorry, but impossible for Carp. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Matt Carp, most underrated and underappreciated Cardinal in the past couple years. Easy. Uh, have we traded the entire AAA outfield for pitching in Hanniger yet? No, it hasn't happened. Carp is a better outfielder than Dex. Uh, nope, not at all. Uh, we'll stand carp for the rest of time. A uh, cannibalism world solve problem hunger and world population. That's fucked up, and I like it. A uh, Marp gets bashed too much from being a great team player. Absolutely. Any chance Kisner starts season as MLB backup? I personally think that that would be a bad move. Uh, I think he'd be able to handle it. I think he'd be able to handle it better than Carson Kelly could. I think his bat would play a very important role on the roster. Uh, I'll give it a 20% option because I do think it's going to be Francisco Pena. I believe in a thing. I believe in a thing called love. Just give it a second with the heart. Uh, Marcus Stroman is available. What's a trade for him look like? Look, I don't know enough about what Marcus Stroman did in 2018. Uh, I know that he's relatively cheap. Uh, I know that he's had a couple down years that make me concerned. Uh, but again, unless you're moving Michael Waka, that's not the kind of move I'm making. Billy Ocean, there will be a sad song. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. I do like Billy Ocean. I don't know that one. Who was the guy Graham kept asking about on the first pad? Uh, I don't even remember. God, there's no telling. Probably Alec Hansen. O'Neal squatting 500 plus pounds concerning. No, dude. As long as that fucking Prince Albert around his dick doesn't fall out, we're fine. Uh, Mo Francisco Pena online number one. Uh, hey, 
Uh, think cards for the young guys' extensions due to inability to ink huge free agents. Think cards give the young guys' extensions due to the inability. I think they do it as cost assurance. Uh, and the thing about all of those easy, cheap contracts is that they're easy to move, right? Moving Piscotti wasn't hard. Granted, there's a whole different situation involved there because of the, the tragic events with his mother. Uh, but they're, they're short contracts for those players and for their payroll. And they're still movable. I think that's why they do it. The 1975, it's not living, is a catchy bop. I don't know what that is. I bet Pena, uh, uh, gun to your head, who do you take to catch a tough fly ball on right? LeBron or Dex? Dex, I don't get why everyone... Look, I understand that there are concerns about Dexter Fowler's lower half. I think sometimes when you see him dogging or being lazy, uh, getting to a ball in the gap or to the corner, I think it's because his feet and his ankles and the 14 years he's had of ankle and leg issues and foot issues uh, get him... But if you're talking about catching a fly ball, it's Dex. Uh, look, I understand why you don't like him. He was terrible last year. He deserves the criticism that he's getting. But let's be realistic about this. Look, he's underperformed his contract, but he's not a bad guy. He's a great guy, and hopefully he turns his shit around. But let's not get... Look, the Cardinals, at this point, as currently constructed, need him to perform like he did in 2017. Let's not bury him. Let's try to support him. Let's be aggressive about our like, for, our, our, our enthusiasm for having him. Uh, look, I don't care what you do. You do you. But if you think beating up on someone who's done, who had a really shitty career low season is going to do you well or do the fan base well or do Dexter Fowler well, you're out of your damn mind. Uh, and our hearts, they beat as one. Uh, we're sharing the same dream. Dex, when he was playing well for the week before he got hurt, was damn good and helped. Uh, do you still think Bryce Denton is going to break out? I still think that there's a chance that Bryce Denton breaks out. Uh, I was wrong last year. Very, very wrong. Uh, well, although there were times... When he started breaking out and it never came about, and then he got to Palm Beach and Florida State League ate him alive. Uh, but I do think there's a chance that he could break out again this year. He's only 21. Uh, now let me get to the point. Let's roll another joint. <laughs> that's a song. Uh, the Cardinals are not getting Harper from Allah Moses. I think that that's where the smart money is. But 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 Benny and the Jets. Bam. the Jets. Remember when Dex hit that Grand Slam in the White Sox blowout game? Good times. Remember when Dex hit that walk-off home run over Jason Hayward's head to walk it off in like the 300th inning against the Chicago Cubs, my favorite moment of last year? Uh, what's going on with Nick Plummer? I would imagine that uh, not a whole lot. So bad. Yes, it's terrible, right? If we're going to sing Rap Kendrick, I got loyalty, got loyalty. I can't do it. Uh, let's get Joe Maurer to come back. Oh, God. Uh, Cardinals Cowboy game. Something uh, by GM Nelly. Yeah, we say GM Nelly, but GM Nelly didn't get the, de the deal done with Bryce Harper, so maybe we're giving Nelly just a little bit too much credit. And again, I haven't listened to Nelly in like 10 years. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, if you want to go and take a ride with me, with three women and a four and a gozies, oh my. Uh, James Worthy Laker jersey was a great moment in the 2018 season. One more beer bet. Dex regression continue? No. He, he cannot get worse than he was last year. He hit 180. Uh, we got on base at like a 220 clip. It's not going to be worse than that. And, and, and Gyres, or G-I-R-R-E-S, you and that other person with your last name are just angry, sad fans. And I always feel sorry for that group of fans who just like... Nothing makes them happy. Like, they can't be optimistic about anything. Like, you do you. If that's if that's what gets you through the night, uh, 
you know, props to you. I, I don't like living that miserable. Uh, but if you do, that's on you. And again, like, I'm, I don't have high hopes for Dexter Fowler. I want the Cardinals to get Harper. I think that they're better off getting Harper. I think that, like, I worry about Dexter Fowler. I'm high on Tyler O'Neill. If it were me, I would give the starting job to Tyler O'Neill and run Dex out as a utility outfielder. If I couldn't move him, I'd even think about cutting him. Uh, but again, like, be as negative as you want. It doesn't change the fact that your life's miserable. Get him, Kyle. Uh, Chris Davis, worst contract ever. Yeah, the Chris Davis contract with Baltimore is awful, and so many Cardinals fans wanted to give him that. Dex can only go up from here. We have to pull for him. His value to the team is underrated. I agree. Every person older than 60 hates Fowler. Look, any person older than 60 and any white person born in the Midwest older than 30. Uh, Mike Matheny can back up to Yachty. Uh, remember when Wong got picked off to end the World Series game? Yeah, his rookie year. How how terrible is that? Eric Thomas, I don't know a lot of Billy Ocean. I'm sorry. I wish I did. We need 2017 decks because we're not getting Harper from B Rick 14. I think that's a very astute observation. Yeah, Larry, look, Larry Underwood is the only Twitter follower who, uh, who, well, I don't care. Who cares? Get the guy like you got Saxon. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, it will be tough for cards to sign Astros fan Goldie, Texas tax free state. Yeah, and you know, that was the other interesting thing that came out earlier in the week. The talk that. Like, the Astros offered some interesting prospects, some good prospects. So did Tampa Bay. And the fact that Arizona went with the package that the Cardinals gave them makes me believe that they believe heavily in Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly. Uh, remember when we won Game 2 in the 2013 World Series on an interference call? Yeah, that was uh, Alan Craig. Rest in peace. Just remember that Larry Underwood doesn't use fan graphs because of the name. Look, let's... I'm going to say the same thing to all of us that I just got done saying about Dexter Fowler. Let's not beat up on people. Look, I have my disagreements with Larry Underwood and his racist remarks towards Dexter Fowler, his racist hate towards Dexter Fowler. Uh, but I'm not going to beat up on him. Let's not beat up on people. Let's be better than that. Uh, is Alan Craig still a thing? You know, he ended up having a really good AAA season in San Diego, and they didn't add him to the 40-man in September. Uh, so, no, he's not a thing. Uh, Braves let Marquecas go and sign Harper to join Freddie and the Younglings from uh, uh, B.J. Dittman. So the Braves general manager, and it could all be a smokescreen, uh, has been pretty vocal about saying that that's not a player that they're interested in or a contract they want to take. And they just spent $23 million on Josh Donaldson. Hot take, I would probably let Goldie walk regardless of the season. We'll see what the season is, but I would look, I don't think the, Card I don't think the Cardinals are in bad shape if they let Waka walk. If they let Ozuna walk and they let Goldschmidt walk. Again, that's an 88-1 team who pretty much performed without those three players all year. Uh, uh, I'm glad I must have missed the Underwood stuff. Uh, anyways, can we talk about how Harold Baines is not a Hall of Famer? Uh, uh, I, I'm staying out of the Harold Baines thing. I don't know enough about Harold Baines' career as a major leaguer. Uh, instead of bringing others down, let's support each other and bring others up and ignore the people who are negative. Uh, let them live in their own self-misery and wallow in their hatred. A uh, better hair, Kyle or Goldie? Uh, this is the one that I win. Paul Goldschmidt has Kevin Shattenkirk hair. Paul Goldschmidt just needs a brother. Just shave that shit. Come on over to 5079 Waterman, apartment 309, St. Missouri, 63108, and I'll shave that motherfucker. Uh, it'll be fun. It's hot. Hot. Hot, too. Uh, if you let Goldie walk, would you like the idea of Nolan Arenado? I am all on board for Nolan Arenado. Mo trades players at low value. Weaver and Kelly, how much higher... Uh, so again, right? Oh, uh, gifts, you are right. I don't know what gifts is right about, but it's probably everything. Uh, yeah, bring each other up by buying pad clothes. Yeah, buy them pad clothes, boy. 
I'm not sure enough people thank you for doing this, so thank you. Uh, thank you, C. Dunn, for being here. Uh, great to say Hall of Famer Lee Smith. Again, Lee Smith is a personal place in my heart. I was, I got to eat clam chowder in New England with Lee Smith. That's my life, and this is my life, and go and buy pad stuff. From Nick04, uh, honestly, Goldie is not even with the hair issue, whatever. Is <laughs> not even with the hair issue, whatever. Yeah, I, look, I'm a straight male. Uh, I've never been interested in another man other than Christian Bale and my brother Michael. Uh, and you know what? He's an attractive man. I'm not afraid to say it. Hot in! Hot in here! Uh, so is clam chowder the best soup? Ooh, we're gonna have hot soup takes, boys and girls, and boys and girls, and ladies and gentlemen, and men and women, and we doing it, we doing it. Uh, I like a good ham and bean soup. Uh, I like a good ham and bean soup with a nice white vinegar. And I just, I really like sopping it up and getting it in my mouth and just really enjoying it. Look, nothing wider than soup when you think about it. Uh, I am a big fan of jambalaya. Does that count as soup? Gifts was right about supporting cow's positivity. New England clam chowder. Uh, New England or Manhattan. Is that the red or the white? Would you have preferred, uh, $23 million for Bringer of Rain? Yeah, I, I'm on board. Look, and it's all about defense for me and offensive potential. I definitely like, I like, and I'm gonna make, here's one thing, like, when you go back and look at the first pad and you hear me say this nonsense and terrible, terrible take after terrible take, here's one thing I'll come to regret. I would rather have Bringer of Rain at third and Carpenter at first than Carpenter at third and Goldschmidt at first. Uh, does mac and cheese count as soup? Uh, depending on how much cheese you put in there, I guess. Give me that cheese broccoli soup. Uh, best cheese wheel first anniversary question. Uh, we all know that that's fucking, that's Swiss with them holes. Goldie Walks, trade Fowler for pool holes next year. Look, when you start talking about trading Fowler for pool holes, you're playing MLB The Show on Sports Open Line. Uh, blazing hot takes from Christian Rabbit. That's right. He's like your best friend's hot stepdad. I watch plenty of those videos, Nick underscore 04. You're damn right he is. Over under on pool standing O next year, two hours. <laughs> I'll take you over. I bet that first game that Pools comes back is a seven hour game, and more than half of it is people standing and applauding for him. Is a hot dog a sandwich? We are not getting into that. I'm not prepared for that political take. Best food item at Bush. So there used to be this kosher stand that my brother Scott and I, and again, uh, I have no religious affiliation to each their own. I respect each person equally. That's just the, the life that I live. Uh, but anyways, there's this kosher stand that has amazing kosher food. It's kind of hidden there in, like, section right beyond home plate. Uh, that's the best. It, you can get a pastrami sandwich that is out of this world. And I don't even like pastrami. Best whiskey you consume during pad first year. We did a little – one of those nights we did Booker's. Uh, the look, Booker's is like an $80 bottle, $80 bottle of booze that's, like, 65% alcohol – uh, I would say that. Is water wet, Kyle? No, baby. Water's water, baby. Uh, best, let's see. Those are my favorite videos. <laughs> yeah, Nick. There we go. Yeah, you're damn right they are. Uh, let's go see a psychiatrist together. <laughs> Holy cow. To the Hex family. I don't know why. Oh, wait. Hold on. To the sister of Jack Flaherty's girlfriend. Uh, Fowler and Pools have awful contracts that neither team want, uh, uh, will need or sell tickets to. I miss old Kyle after darks with FMKs. Bring your FMKs. Let's get nasty. Uh, we are an hour into this shindig, an hour and 20 minutes already. Holy cow. A hot dog is only a sandwich in Kansas City because Kansas City is a bullshit town. Uh, I agree. I agree. This is spiraling. This is spiraling up into heaven where the good Lord asked us to talk about 
fucking cheese. Uh, Pools is not an NL player anymore. Pools is hardly an American League player anymore. Oh, God, neither is Dexter Fowler at this point. FMK, Goldie, Harper, and Donaldson. So if it depends on what kind of hair Bryce Harper has. Uh, uh, if Harper has that Kenny G hair, then I'm fucking Bryce Harper. And then you, you marry the stepdad, that's Paul Goldschmidt, and then unfortunately Josh Donaldson's just too aggressive for me. The good Lord loves hot stepdad talk, absolutely. Angels still owe him $87 million and the personal service contract on top of that. FMK, Boris Goldschmidt, and Nolan Gorman. Look, Nolan Gorman's too close to 18, I gotta put him aside, but I'm, I'm marrying that Scott Boris because you know you're never going to have to deal with financial destitute. And I'm, I'm Dickens banging that, uh, that Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, let's see. Mirror in the bathroom, please talk free. The door is locked, just you and me. I don't know what song that is. FMK, Bader, Harper, and Syndergaard. <sighs> I'm a big fan of Norse mythology, so I'll, I'll marry Syndergaard and I'll, I'll bang that Harper. Sorry, Bader. FMK, gifts, Graham, and cards, cards. Uh, Graham's like 14 years old, so you'd have to put him aside, and then you just have a threesome with cards, cards, and cards, gifts. And I'll be honest, the three of us and a threesome would be something that the world is not ready for at all. Uh, Jack Flaherty, Flaherty's girlfriend, and cards, gifts. Uh, I would, I would marry the Flaherty's girlfriend, uh, and the sister, and I would bang cards, gifts, and unfortunately, Jack Flaherty would have to take a back seat, maybe watch wearing a cape from a closet somewhere. Best third baseman, Nolan's. Uh, Nolan Arenado's one, Nolan Gorman's two. Uh, damn, has this gone south with FMKs? You say south, I say north. I guess it all depends on which way you're 69ing. Uh, good lord, from Dawson McBee, I can't breathe, from Bezalowski. Yeah, neither can I. Uh, I feel dirty, from Smith A.G. Conrad. Hey, Smith A.G. Conrad, welcome back to the shindig. Uh, can you rap too short? I can't rap too short. I'm going to write too short down. Hold on, we've got so much business. Too, too shout, too shout, and uh, ocean. I'm going to put ocean. All right, uh, I apologize I started this. Thank God tomorrow is Monday so that you can get to work. Uh, would you rather be drunk or high the rest of your life? Patrick B., I've never, ever done a drug in my life. I had back surgery and shoulder surgery. I didn't take any pain medication, uh, so drunk for me. Uh, and I get randomly drug tested at work, so I cannot smoke weed in any capacity. So I'll have to wait until I retire for that to happen. Uh, so I'll, I'll say drinking all day or day. All day or day. Uh, let's see. Favorite seats you've ever had at Bush. So, how serious do we want to get this, right? For those of you who don't know, I was raised in the left field bleachers at Bush Stadium. My dad was an usher. He started being an usher in 1996, we think. Uh, this would have been his 22nd year in the bleachers as an usher. Uh, back in the day when I was a kid... If you were 15 or under, you could get an Upper Terrace Reserve ticket for 3 bucks. And my dad and I used to go down to the stadium. I used to get an Upper Terrace Reserve ticket for 3 bucks and wander the left field bleachers at Old Bush Stadium with my father. Um, the other thing about the bleachers is the season ticket holder there are a different breed. They are the true fans. They are the smartest fans. Uh, they exist on a different plane than you or me or any blogger or maybe even some of the, the professional journalists. So... To answer the question in a very short way, my favorite seats are the left field bleachers 
at Old Bush Stadium. And there will never, ever be anything that ever comes close to that and what that means to me. Uh, there were never, uh, uh, Kyle like it from behind. I like giving it from behind. That's for sure. Not getting it from behind. I don't know what that is, but I'll give it from behind. Uh, Mr. Hicks. <laughs> um, anyway, so the left field bleachers in Old Bush Stadium are where it's at for me. Uh, there will never be another, another feeling what it's like to grow up at Old Bush Stadium. Those season ticket holders used to give me their extra tickets. I used to go to 40 to 60 baseball games a year. I used to hang out with my dad and patrol the, as a junior usher in left field. Uh, look, I've, uh, just this past year, I sat two rows behind home plate wearing my Prospects After Dark t-shirt. Uh, by the way, you can wear whatever you want to a Cardinal game. Who would have thought? Um, wearing my Prospects After Dark t-shirt, and that was incredible. But it is nothing compared to those 10 years that I spent at Old Bush Stadium between 96 and 2005 uh, patrolling the left field bleachers. And I've got to tell you, there's an entire generation who will never know what it was like to be in the bleachers at Old Bush Stadium, and that breaks my heart. Because these new bleachers are not the same thing. It's boring. Oh, we need a Kyle Life podcast. There's not, we have no time for that. You don't want to know about my life. It's just failure after failure after failure after failure. Look, uh, the Kyle uh, Life podcast, it, you just kill yourself. And the fact that I have it is really a miracle when you think about it. Uh, let's see. Uh, preach, brother. Preach! Everybody clap your hands. I don't know what that is. Uh, Hey, the ball, the best fail seven out of 19 times. I fail 19 out of 19. Are you really writing down our music request? So proud. I did. It says, uh, too short and ocean. Uh, I've never been to Bush. Uh, don't be mad. That's okay. Look, have you, look, Christian, then come into town, bring that enthusiast, uh, bring, uh, bring, uh, Kendra Nicole, bring your people from those weird off lands in Illinois. Uh, or wherever the hell, and let's go watch a game together. Hey, Kyle, I'm back, still watching the Bears. Just wanted to say hi. Hey, Jake, how are you? Welcome back. How many MLB stadiums have you been to? Uh, I've been to Old Yankee. I've been to Fenway. I've been to Bush. I've been to Wrigley. And that's it. I haven't been to a lot. But I've been to a lot of minor league stadiums. Uh, take on me. Take on me. Take me. On me, I'll be gone when you're uh, Wait, we're doing music suggestions, okay? Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, but all-time low is good. <laughs> I don't know that one. Your thoughts on banning the shift from Whitewater Attorney. Also, real fast, I want to say something about the Whitewater Attorney right now, real fast. Uh, I believe his name is Adam Van Grek. Uh, he's going to be writing an article for... Uh, Birds on the Black that you're going to want to check out. It's about the rules. He's an attorney. He has a very, very interesting case to be made about uh, uh, some of the way that Major League Baseball enforces their rules. When I read that, I didn't understand a word of it because I'm a fucking moron. But the smart people in our Birds on the Black chat, which is everyone, uh, read it and were blown away by it. Old Bush, New Bush, Petco, Jack Murphy, Dodger Stadium, Bob in Arizona. Are we singing the stadium version of uh, We Didn't Start the Fire? I was a season ticket holder in 2006 while living in Chicago. That is how nuts I am. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, please do Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Sparing his life from this monstrosity. Uh, 
Your singing is as bad as Carp's arm. <laughs> oh, that is a great comment. To you, also, we're drinking booze. Beer, I forgot. Uh, Elysian, that uh, Space Dust IPA. Ban the hit chart card that players take with them out to the field. Oh, man, that'd be interesting. But So here's the thing about the hit chart card, right? Is they're still going to get the signals from the dugout. So it's okay for them to have the damn thing. If you're going to ban the damn thing on the arm, then you ban the damn thing from the, the dugout. Look, I don't believe in banning the shift. I think that there's a way to... I don't believe in banning the shift. I think people are crazy. Trap is an underrated place to watch a baseball game. I've never been there, but one of my little leaguers and his dad, like, and their dad and brother, the family, they make a trip and they go every year. So, like, uh, oh, hold on. So, like, when is the Pad album coming out? Uh, as soon as we record it. We drop an M beats, bro. We drop an M beats. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. Next player in Cardinals Hall of Fame, uh, Scott Rowland and Lee Smith, hopefully. Although, more than likely, it'll be Scott Rowland and Keith Hernandez. I got commissioner seats in 2011 for dirt cheap because they were out and the season was over. Holy cow. Uh, that must have been early September is my guess, or late August. I'm sure that that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, Jay Ferg, uh, to you, my friend. And you know that I mean this with the utmost respect. Uh, saying we will re I'm not gonna sing we will, we will rock you. There's too much, uh, too much pause time in there. Please bring the pitch clock. Please bring the pitch clock. Please bring the pitch clock. Uh, I'm not on board for that. I think people are crazy. I think the easiest way to streamline Major League Baseball is to cut back on the commercial breaks. I was telling our good friend Adam Butler, uh, at Cardinals Conclave and the Redbird Daily that I think what they should do is what they do sometimes, like with pitching changes, where they just make a commercial break a minute long and they go picture in picture, where on the one side is the advertisement, the advertisement with the audio, and on the left side is the pitcher doing his warm-ups. I want to see that, and I would actually stick around for that instead of channel surfing. Uh, if you get married, who would you allow your wife hall pass to be? Anyone they wanted, because I'm not going to get married, because every woman deserves better than me. Uh, Mike Schild is sitting on his couch with a fleece blanket and homemade hot chocolate right now, right? What would it be? He's sitting on an ottoman uh, with a fleece blanket, a fake flannel uh, fleece blanket that says, like, it's one of those old school ones that are like the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's not, what would he, it would be like just a glass of hot water. Please bring uh, robot home play umps. Uh, congratulations on the one year, Kyle. To, to all of us at Prospects After Dark. That's not just the Birds on the Black family. That's not just Cardinals gifts. That's all of you. To my pad people, my pad persons. To one years of, one years. To one years! To one year of Prospect After Dark, uh, I raise my glass to you. You're wonderful. You are the pad people. Uh, best rock song of all time. Depends on your definition of rock, right? Uh, see, I'm a big... I'm going to stay out of it. I'm going to stay out of it. Because to me, there's certain Beatles songs that are rock. Uh, and anything that the Beatles did that's kind of there, they win. They just win by default. I think the Doors might be considered rock. Uh, I don't know what you consider them, I, and the Doors would be number two for me. Uh, that's something new for me, too. Uh, the, the Stones have some good stuff. Bohemian Rhapsody would be hard to argue, although I don't know if that's necessarily rock. That's stadium anthems. Uh, uh, I'm not a big Pink Floyd fan, but it's only because I was never exposed to it. My oldest brother, Jim, was a big Pink Floyd fan, and he's, he's 13 years older than me, so I was kind of, uh, I wasn't exposed to Pink Floyd, so I never really got into it. Uh... Beatles are the greatest of all time. That is undeniable. Oh, oh, ACDC, big balls. He's got big balls. I love, I love ACDC. 
The Who, uh, uh, a lot of the Who stuff's really good. Do you think Mo bangs in any position besides Missionary? I think Mo probably does a little doggy style. Uh, I would imagine that, yeah, I would say doggy. I bet you Mo's full on doggy. Now, from what direction? That's on you. Come on, baby, light my fire. Try to set the night on fire. Oh, I love him. Uh, Beatles aren't necessarily the best musicians of all time, but they're definitely the most influential. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to look any further than Ringo Starr to see a drummer who kind of gets panned by his his peers. Uh, but they're the best. Look, they're the best and most influential rock group in my and that I've ever been exposed to. And the fact that oh, Mo definitely eats ass. I bet you Mo doesn't eat ass. I bet you it's. I bet you that dude is like that girl's wrapped in cellophane. You think Mo has a tattoo bow tie right where his narrow bow tie? I bet you Mo's got that like bow tie thing that like women have like right here. You know what I mean? That like that bow tie right in this area. I bet you that's where. I bet you that's where Mo. By the way, the younger at the gate. Uh, let's see. Mo is all business, but he's freaking in the sheets. You know, Mo was rocking that little mullet thing. Was kind of growing for Mo, uh, and then he trimmed it when we started talking about it. Best rock song ever is Bohemian Rhapsody, y'all. I love Bohemian Rhapsody. Whoa, Kyle. Hey, look, it's a one-year anniversary. We're at, we're expanding to standing on chairs. I have a tattoo of Mo. Uh, whoa, 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 that was a lot of white. Yeah, my legs are white, bro. Uh, believe it or not, so is my ass. Oh, my God, I saw Kyle's legs. Uh, we didn't need to see that, the back thigh edition. Uh, do you shave the goods? I do not shave the goods. I like to leave a little landing strip. It's kind of like... It's more like a landing pad than anything. A sneaky way to try to show your ass, Kyle. Look, I, Mr. Hicks, I'll show this. No, I'm not going to do it. I'll show I'll show it. I'll do it. Uh, I'm just glad you were wearing pants. That's a good point. Yeah, let's take these things off here. I'm no longer wearing pants. That's for you, fam. Uh, both thigh. Both, both thigh episode. Uh, if Mo signed Harper, I'd get a tattoo of a bow tie and glasses. Somebody, Eric B., I'm writing it down. Eric... B tattoo. I see what you did there. Uh, Loki, who voted the one comment abuse that was funny? I don't know what it was. Uh, the pale ass episode, landing pad after dark. Uh, Smith AG Conrad says, yeah, congrats on the one. This stuff is great and y'all are the best uh, to you for sure. So again, uh, we'll throw it back out there. Go ahead and get your prospects after dark stuff. Uh, it's some, just some incredible stuff. I'm going to retweet that all out here in a second. Uh, get it. Cause it's incredible. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Get your socks, get your sweatshirts, get your ugly sweatshirts, get your avocado stuff. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, once again, too much information. There's no such thing as too much information when you're dropping knowledge. Give me a free beanie and I'll love you from Intern Maddie. Look, Intern Maddie, it's simple. All you have to do is purchase something. Some of the new Prospects After Dark stuff. Uh, all you have to do is purchase some of the new Prospects After Dark stuff, slide into either mine or Cards Gifts DMs, or just post it on Twitter, and you'll be entered for a chance to win a Prospect After Dark beanie. And they're beautiful. No hair on top, but braids down low. <laughs> it's like the Australian thicket below my waist. It is like, uh, it looks like ZZ Top's beard down there. Next Mo World Series, I'll get the tattoo on my ass. Jerko, Martinez, O'Neal, Muno is backup catcher and left-handed utility guy for bench. 14 total position players. Uh, that's a good point. So, again, I, I would think that you're looking at Jerko potentially getting moved uh, and also Jmart. I think we're all on board for that. Not on board for that, but I think we all could see that happening. Uh, we need a best of pad comments, quotes on the Bob 
blog. That'd be incredible. Uh, Adam isn't, Adams isn't coming back, is he? I do not believe that there's any way in this world that Matt Adams would come back, and I think that that would be a terrible move if the Cardinals did it. Was the uh, a position player or two has to go just for the sake of numbers? One has to go for the sake of numbers, but two have to go in order to get that left-handed utility player in the on the, on the books. Uh, Ryan Reeves for right field. I like Ryan Reeves for right field. I bet you he'd knock Dexter Fowler out. Um, let's hold on. We had a bunch of really good comments here. Was the compensation pick card sent for Goldschmidt the most valuable asset Arizona got? No. Look, I would think that six years of Carson Kelly, five years of Luke Weaver, and six years of Andy Young are pretty, pretty damn valuable. We undervalue them because of their performance uh, uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals. We undervalue them because of what poor uh, Joe Kelly, or Joe Kelly, what poor Carson Kelly had to deal with as Yadier Molina's backup. Uh, we we view him because Luke Weaver fell apart in the second half last year, before the second half, from pretty much June on throughout the rest of the season. Uh, we undervalue those spots because Andy Young has not made the major leagues and he's 24 and has barely touched double-A. But I think all along, I think all of those players, uh, I think they're all valuable assets, but I think that that compensatory pick was probably the most valuable thing to the St. Louis Cardinals of those four things that went to Arizona. Uh, this game is an interception fest. Uh, so is my love life, I think. Uh, let's see. All right, so we're getting towards the end of our little extravaganza. We're an hour and 40 minutes in. I think every player is valuable in their own special way. Yeah, that's right. That's what my parents told me after all the rejection I've gotten as a child. Uh, Judd, J. Martin, and Fowler should all go, to be honest. Again, I agree, but what's the most realistic outcome? Like, it's always, I always try to view it that way. Like, what is most realistic? Should it happen? Yeah, it probably should happen, but what's most realistic? All right, so, again, we just tweeted out uh, the link for the Prospects After Dark stuff. Buy that shit. I want you guys to wear it. I want you to enjoy it and take them pictures with it because I love seeing that stuff, man. Like, we don't turn much of a profit on that. The profit we turn goes back into the website and and more apparel for you guys. Uh, Follow is about to go off next year. I hope so. Do you guys have any red beanies out? I have the one single red beanie. This is my only, the only one we ever made. Uh, the 2018 Cardinals will be very similar to the 2019 Cardinals. I think you're right. Uh, Blues should tank for Hughes. I don't think that they're trying to, but I think they're going to. Uh, anyways, get the prospect after dark stuff. Tara Wellman, the incredibly talented and incredibly charismatic Tara Wellman, has been uh, doing a beanie raffle for the black beanie, this beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, check that out. It's a, uh, Giss will tweet out that link here in a little bit. Enter to win one of those. There's nothing wrong. you got to win one of those. And it's easy. you got to do very little. Uh, and it's always in the spirit of the holiday season. And everyone celebrates the holidays in their own way, but in a very, very festive way. Uh, God, if you make those red beanies again, I'd buy ten myself. Uh, that's a special thing. But we might. We just might. Look, if you're going to buy them, we'll probably make anything. Uh, do that. Do all that stuff. Again, I want to take a special minute. Uh, this is usually where we go over the birds on the black people. Tara Woolman, Eric Manning. Uh, uh, Chuck Brownson, Alex Crisofoli, Cards Gift, Nick Trildrex, Cards Cards. Uh, but uh, look, the most important thing that I want you to walk away with this is, again, to all of you, we're at one year of Prospect After Dark. I wouldn't do this if there wasn't a demand for it, if you weren't a part of this fueling this. Two, the Prospect After Dark people, the pad people, thank you for being a part of this. Look, I, I feel like we're pushing uh, merchandise on you, but you guys have been pushing us to do the merchandise. Uh, I don't, please don't take it that way. Uh, again, if you buy some stuff, you'll get a chance to win a purple Prospects After Dark beanie, which is beautiful. 
Uh, but I'm more concerned about and, and pleased and happy that you're a part of our fun little family here. Thank you so much for making this last year worth it. Uh, we started off with just a couple hundred people viewing this. And now we're up to like an average of 6,000 views with 200 people in the room at any given time uh, to all of you. The last little bit of Prospects After Dark is dedicated to the one, the only, uh, Cards Gifts. I joke around about it a lot. Uh, my brother Michael and my brother Scott, my brother Michael who is involved in this sometimes, uh, who honestly is my best friend, the only person I can honestly say that I've ever truly felt unconditional love for, uh, my brother Michael, but th my brother Scott, who I love, my brother Jim, who I love as much as I'm capable of, my parents, as much as I'm capable of loving as a, as a terrible, robotic, just miserable human being, uh, the only person outside of my brother Mike who isn't a part of my family that I've ever, like, thought of as a brother is Cardinal's Gifts. And... He and I have a bromance, as as it's been illustrated by the Twitterverse. Uh, but the thing is, most of you don't know what it's like to talk to Cardinals Gifts on a daily basis. I'm fortunate enough to. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to now for 13 months. Uh, and a year ago, Cards Gifts was pushing me to do this. And I didn't want to do it. I was very much anti-Periscope. Uh, I The thing about hating yourself is that you don't want to force other people to be involved or around you. And Cards Gifts gave me the courage to do this, and uh, without him, we wouldn't be enjoying each other. Again, I am the custodian. I am the idiot, the avocado talking to his phone's camera. Uh, and you guys create Prospects After Dark. Without Cardinal's Gifts, none of this would have happened. Uh, I'd probably be masturbating vigorous, vigorously to, more than likely, an MFF with two naturally chested women uh, instead of being here in front of you. So uh, I can't express to you enough about how important Cardinal's Gifts is as a fictitious brother in my life. Uh, so remember, you're a part of our family. This little fake family that we've created, you're just as much a part of it, each and every one of you who tune in on a weekly basis. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gifts. Uh, and thank you to the 80 people, 90 people who remain in this little room, including Mr. Jason Hicks and Jennifer Hicks, who are equal parts, a part of this family, and in a way that I don't understand and I can't comprehend, uh, and I'm completely and completely flattered and enamored by. Uh, again, the Prospects After Dark gear is just as much for you as it is for me. And we are the family. We are the resistance. And you guys made it this way. Thank you. Except for Graham. Suck it, Graham. That's how we finish The Last Prospects After Dark uh, as we wrap up the one-year anniversary. Uh, I'm going to finish off this Pedialyte for Melissa Rogers. I'm going to do one more little drink. Uh, th th this won't ring heavy for anyone, but for Kaylin Cardella, uh, to you. It's been a weird year. All right, freaks, I got nothing else. Look, uh, buy the pad stuff. Enter to win the, the purple beanie, which is beautiful and magical and honestly gives me erections for days. Um, enter to win it. If you watch this, you are part of the resistance to Eric B., to you. We owe you that. Uh, the Terminator connection you got, you knew it. 
If, you, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, you're part of the resistance. Uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, again, I, I can't tell you how incredibly talented this group is. Chuck Bronson, Eric Mann, Ben Cerruti, uh, Stu Stiles, Nicholas Childress, Cards Gift, Tara Wellman, uh, Alex Crisafuli, Cards Cards, uh, the former Zach Gifford, the incredible uh, uh, SEO Cup of Joe, the founding members. Uh, for everybody at Prospects After Dark, everybody at Birds on the Black, if you watch this, listen to it, you're part of the resistance. Uh, and as always, family, happy hunting. As we enter the winter meetings, uh, we'll go live as news breaks. Hopefully we get some exciting stuff. And uh, God damn it, I love each and every one of you.